3: Welcome to Jersey Shore, I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by... Pierce, up? And this week we are also joined by... Kevin from Jersey.
0: Mike from Pennsylvania.
3: And this is our 2013 Year interview Part 2. Last time, when we were joined by Chaney, who had to go home because he and his wife are not feeling well. Sorry, guys. We Chaney, shut
1: up! We talked our
3: favorite, least favorite, and dark horses for movies and comic books in the year 2013. This time around, we're going to be talking television... Books, and video games, and anything else we think of that you know sure. might just have a big uh, we, mention. We should have done books while Chaney was here. Well, yeah. well he's not feeling well, so sorry, Chaney. Sucks uh, to suck, nerd. But let's let's do books. <laughs> well, let's actually do TV first. And Kevin, you're looking at me, so do you want to go first?
2: Uh, yeah. So,
3: <clears throat> what is your favorite, least favorite, or Dark Horse in television shows for 2013?
2: Uh, okay, Dark Horse, uh,
3: House of Cards. Okay, the Netflix original series starring Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. um, Kate I, Mara, and other people who are also great.
2: They are all great. <laughs> uh, I do not like politics, and I was not sure Silent how... Silent high five. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, and I was not sure how I was going to feel about Netflix making their own shows, and we've had a whole podcast about them and Hulu and Amazon. Um, which has turned out to be great. So my brother got me into it. Uh, He has been on the show, Brandon, um, and he is very into politics. So that was another reason why I assumed I would not like it, because he liked it. But I thought it was fantastic. The story was compelling, believable, uh, up until maybe the end, and I just really enjoyed it. And was not expecting to. Alrighty.
3: Who wants to go next? Doctor Who. This is for your favorite? Least favorite or dark
1: horse? You know what? I'm gonna go All least favorite because what? this no 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 no. Doctor was my favorite. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm switching <laughs> to through, 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 through okay. tracks here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. uh, that was pretty good. Alright. No, my I'm least practicing. Yeah. My least favorite, by far, biggest disappointment, arrested development. Yep. Like
3: crazy. You're crazy. I,
1: I loved the first three seasons. I was giddy as a schoolgirl when, you know, I was like, oh, the fourth season, fourth season. Yeah,
3: the skirt was not working, by yeah, the
1: Yeah, no, sorry. It, well, it's hard to find one long enough. Anyway.
3: I disagree. <laughs> it was working.
1: <laughs> it was not doing the work I wanted, but it was working. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it, I, I'll be honest, I didn't even finish watching the season. I have,
3: like, three episodes left. I care so, so little. So the, the, the episodes that really that bring it all together, together and either. make it all... Even the things that didn't work initially make them retroactively work, you didn't see. No, I didn't
1: because I cared so little about the ride.
3: I didn't care about the destination.
1: You know, it's not like, oh, we're going to Disneyland, this ride sucks so bad, but we're going to Disney. It's, this ride is so miserable, I'm just going to turn around and go home and not bother with Disney in the first place. The It was just not enjoyable. And I, I think a large portion of that, and I, I know we've talked in the past, is because there wasn't the interaction which really drove the show in the first place. It wasn't the the dialogue between characters that I think was the driving factor of the show. It was, this character is episode, this character is episode, and you're interacting with characters you don't care about. A couple random jokes I thought were really funny, like the whole Parmesan and mustard thing.
2: Or the mice in the ear.
1: It was just, and they had a lot of guest stars,
2: which I think they were just trying to pull name power. Uh, Which was the joke from the third season. What? Just trying to... Bringing well, them famous true. people. Yeah, that's
1: true. So but was that was that. that was rampant in everything they did. Of please tell people to watch our show. Please, please tell people to watch our show. It just wasn't working for me in the slightest. So, it, yeah,
0: it was bad. So I think I'm gonna do a deep pull for my dark horse. Okay, Mike. I'm gonna go with Orphan Black. Ooh. So Orphan Black. I don't, it's kind of this weird show. It was on after Doctor Who. I've seen like the first four episodes, I think, and yeah. it didn't stop
3: because I didn't like it, I just got, I think that was right around the bar was and I was watching it and I had to stop and
0: never got around, back around to it. Talk about a show with no expectations. I just sort of stumbled into it because... You're like, I hate parents, this sounds awesome. Well, it was more that I was watching Doctor Who, the remote was too far away and I was laying down under a blanket and I was like, I don't really want to change the channel. Was so it on BBC America? Yeah, it was on okay. BBC America. So I was like, I'll watch Orphan Black. I watched the first episode and then I could not stop waiting for the next episode. It's not particularly amazing in any way. It's just very enthralling. Well, the acting's amazing. The acting is incredible.
3: Everything's At least on the part of, what is her name? Tatiana Uh, Masai or something? Yeah, it's some...
0: I I just remember Tatiana. Um, She's amazing. She was absolutely amazing. The storyline's interesting. Is this the one that you get you you were like, you need to check this out, you need to check this out,
3: you need to check this out? I don't think I was. I thought you You were. You might be thinking Continuum? Uh, okay, that might be it.
1: Also has a that, female
0: lead
3: and as a sci-fi another
1: show. Another
0: interesting show that I throw there out there as a Dark Another fan. Canadian show. Exactly. But definitely Orphan Black, it just got a hold of me and it wouldn't let go. And drove me, actually, for a little bit to tear. Madness. <laughs> well, it did drive me to Madness, but it was actually drawing me more to, I think they're calling it Supernatural Saturdays, more than Doctor Who. I was looking forward to Orphan Black more than Doctor Who.
3: Fair enough. Um, my Dark Horse, I guess I'll get that out of the way, I'll go with one of the few new shows I'm watching this season. And that is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And it's a show that I wouldn't say I necessarily had low expectations for. I mean, I don't like Andy Samberg in some things. I also don't like him in some things. But I also like the creative forces behind the show. And so I was like, I'll at least give it a chance. And waited until those, like, several weeks out and then watched them on Hulu. And you know what? It's really funny. Like, is it to Parks and Rec Rec level yet? (laughs) No. But I could see it getting there. Like it's a really good show with a great ensemble cast. There's no weak links. There's, I think I might have said this on that show before, but there's like no wasps in the entire show. There's like one, and he's a laughing stock of the thing. Mm-hmm. It's got two um, African American lead characters. It's got a, uh, a Hispanic lead character. It's got several female lead characters. Uh, one of the main characters is gay. Like it's just this great ensemble cast that covers like every part of the spectrum of humanity in this Brooklyn police, you know, district, and it's
2: really, really funny. And Terry Crews is just amazing. I'll go with my least favorite show next, Um, and sorry for disappointing you, Jordan, uh, but it has to be Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
3: That's disappointing me. I didn't make it.
2: Because uh, you mentioned the diversity on your, the previous show you mentioned, um, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is all white, so white that two of them are British.
3: Well, there's (laughs) One Asian cast member and oh, one character that, 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 that. who's half Asian, half British, maybe? Ooh, maybe yeah. half American. She's half, ch- she's half Chinese. She was a Chinese pop star like five years ago.
0: Uh, yeah, really? Yeah, in real life, yes. Also, the obligatory Joss Whedon noun as name. Yes. Yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Nature noun as yeah, name. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> So Buffy's not a good yeah. skill out here. Uh, So I, I like the actors. I think that they could be even more. I'm just curious. I've seen all but the most recent two episodes, I think just because of finals. Okay. Um, I don't know how many. That, it felt like six or seven.
3: That sounds right. I think they've aired like nine, maybe. Okay. now. So. yeah.
2: There you go. Um, so most, most of it. Um, and I really liked the pilot, and then it all just went downhill from there. Uh, I didn't enjoy the story or the writing. It wasn't action-y enough for it to be thrilling, and it wasn't funny enough to be a comedy. It was not exactly in between. I don't think it was trying to be either. So it's like every Joss Whedon show except Firefly, and that the first season is uneven? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: Like, really uneven? In fact, nigh unwatchable in some places? Eh, season 1 of Buffy wasn't that bad. Season 1 of Buffy I mean, is very, very bad. bad. Season Ooh. 1 of Angel is very bad. Ooh. Season 1 of Dollhouse, there's some really good stuff towards the second half of that yeah. first yeah. season. Um, but there's a lot the of really bad stuff I in the first would... one. No, No, Firefly. Firefly is pretty much and there's a couple clunkers in the beginning but almost entirely it's great throughout. Yeah, that's um, true. But and I I mean I, I wouldn't say I love Agents of Shield. I just think people's expectations for it are outlandish. It just they looked at the past weekend shows which I love through rose-colored glasses and they were expecting mm-hmm. at least the comic book fans were expecting, you know, a big name superhero every week when you're not going to get that. You're not going to get even a Moon Knight because they're going to want to do a Moon Knight movie eventually or a Netflix yeah. show about him. You know, they're going to do smaller characters like Ghost or um, Gunn's character, whose name I forget off the top of my head, who oh. was a Marvel character, but I, uh, Mark something. Or Mike? Mike Johnson, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, the point is, they're, they're doing smaller stuff. You know, Victoria Hand, these kind of things. They're not going to, you know... i must use to unfortunate it. Unfortunately, this is isn't there. But they're not going to play their entire hand right now. And yep. while there definitely have been some clunker episodes, I think they're finally starting to get the cast chemistry, right? Which, for a Whedon show, is a major thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Once you nope. get
3: that, I'll forgive a lot of things. But in general, I've actually pretty much enjoyed it. I liked both the Thor episodes, you know. It's just, I've I've had fun with it, so
0: I'll cast my vote in enjoying in, in Agents of Shield so far.
3: Okay, okay, yeah. So we got your Dark heart, Horse and your worst, Pierce. You're up next.
1: Um, all right, so I'll go best. We kind of said that we were calling the next season the best of 2014. I'll say that this was the best for
3: 2013 was Sherlock. So I was going to say it came that. out two years ago. It, was it two years ago? It film? was January of 2012. Yeah.
1: Why did Moffat, I hate you, why did it take so long?
3: It because his stars weren't available for two years. Because they were filming The Hobbit Whatever. and Star Trek Into Darkness Whatever. and The Hobbit right, and fine. The Fifth Estate. And Fine, I guess we can't say that. Um, <laughs> I thought that was this year. Wow. No. Really so
1: I have my best if you want to.
3: No, I'll you. just say Doctor Who then. Um, Doctor Who's your best for the year. Yeah,
1: I, I will say it's my best for the year. Okay. Um, I won't disagree with you on that. Yeah. Uh,
3: I definitely like this ha- second half of the season way more than the first, and the Christmas special, and the, Christ- and, and the, the, 50th, the 50th were just great.
1: The 50th was was everything I could have hoped for. The...
3: Okay, Kevin, sure, you... Whatever is comfortable. Kevin, apparently, he's telling us this nonverbally, but wants us to draw him like one of our French girls. <laughs> My knees hurt. Uh,
1: uh, okay.
3: That's what Kate Winslet said, too. Um,
1: <laughs> anyway... Doctor Who, 50th was great. (laughs) Uh, I think we talked a little bit... bit,
3: I was... Pierce and I talked about the the Christmas special yesterday.
1: Yes. Not on the podcast. And actually, uh, Mike, we had a conversation with a guy at the uh, hobby store that we hang out at, uh, While I hang out, that Mm -hmm. I drug you while you're home. Uh, We had a whole conversation, and he summed up exactly... Not Mike, but the other guy, Mike, at the store. Summed up the same way. I felt like there didn't seem to be a lot there. Like, it was emotional. It was moving. Once you look past that, it was okay, I guess. It's, but here's just something, the Christmas special only. The Christmas that. special only. And my frustration was like, oh, remember those things that we didn't know what they were and that we were forgetting them every time we looked? Oh, I suddenly know what they are. It's okay. I'm just going to explain away in a sentence and keep you like. like, oh. So you don't like the doctor being the doctor is what you're telling me. But he, there, there was no, it was just like, oh, I had no idea what they were. Now I do. Like, you know, oh, I'm suddenly going to explain the sentence, the entire army that was hunting you down for an entire season that stole the woman that you cared about. Like, I'm also, and what also really bothered me was the whole way they wrote off forever. All that aside, all those problems I had, I'm still saying it's the best show it's of the fine.
0: year. So Doctor Who was a very close second in this case, but I have to give the best show to Game of Thrones. I loved those books. Leaners. Exactly. <laughs> Um, the show was, was just absolutely incredible this season, in particular The Reigns of Castamere. Probably the best episode this year that I've seen. Certainly the best episode of TV to feature the drummer from Coldplay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely featured the best uh, original song, or semi-original song, I guess. Sure, first recording like, of, uh, a, of a written song. Yeah, I guess. First, best translation of written song to actual yeah, performance. I, guess. I I just loved that season, the changes they made on top of the book, felt exciting and sort of changed the whole dynamic. Um, if you're, you're someone that sort of reads a lot into predictions and what's happening next in Game of Thrones, the whole scene where Rob Stark's wife gets murdered in the Red Wedding, sort of just... Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers! Well, a lot of people get murdered in the Red yeah. Wedding. Yeah, do people, you like someone? They're gonna get murdered. Sorry, someone dies in Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Just threw a whole bunch of just, like, theories about the future of Game of Thrones out the window, because people always thought that Janine Westerling was some sort of inside trainer f- traitor for the Starks. Not possible anymore. At least in the show. Well, I mean, now, go now, now. But the thing is, Martin already said that the show did not break the overall canon. He already basically came out and said... Oh, yeah. So, that just... Not only did the show improve... I felt like it improved upon the books... But it also changed the way we think about the books, and I thought that was really interesting. Oh, that's awesome!
1: Let me say I've all So I've read.
0: I want to say I'm halfway
1: through the fourth one, Mm -hmm. and I I just kind of slowed down. It wasn't they're dense. They're they're dense. The fourth one was really particularly slow after all the excitement of the third one. Mm -hmm. I have not finished watching the season, but obviously I know what happened, and I can't remember. Was it? I was with you guys when my parents were watching that episode. And my dad had also read them ahead of time. It was, I was hanging out with someone. It might have been Russ. And we just hear, like, like gasps and, like, a scream from my sister and mom. And then whoever I was with, we were just leaned out. We we're like, Red Wedding? And
0: my dad was like, Red Wedding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i we like, all right,
0: I know. And, and I would give Besser's show to Game of Thrones just for the moments when... I can go around looking at all my friends, watching Facebook, going back into work the next day, and just licking the tears of sadness from people <laughs> around the, about the wet, red wedding. Yeah. All
3: right. So my best show of 2013. This will come as no surprise to probably anyone listening if they've heard me on other podcasts, but, yes, but Breaking Bad. I'm surprised um, you're the only one. Well, I mean, you hadn't seen you haven't seen the last True. season yet. I haven't watched any of it. Pierce is uh, stick in the mud, and Kevin's I don't a baby. like sad I've seen it. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> no, no, I'm just messing with you. Um, it's the things they do. And I'm trying to. A, I don't want to spoil it just for listeners, but also for Mike. The things they do in that second half of the season, just building upon and on the great things that Breaking Bad has always done, paying off like every dangling thread ever, um, and the way they kind of give you a three-part finale. So, if you want Walt to get away with it, here's a section of the finale for that. If you want Walt to go out in a blaze of glory or something, here's a section of those three episodes for you. If you want him to rot in a cave by himself and just wither into nothing, here's a section for you. If you want him to get arrested, here's a section for you. I mean, they Basically, whatever you want to happen... It happened, and then a twist, because it's Breaking Bad, and something else would happen, and then a twist, and something else would happen, and the insight... I mean, as much as we know Walter White from the show, the insights they give you into who he is, could have been, and will be at his deepest, darkest, blackest core is just phenomenal. The the whole cast gives a great performance. The, 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 The writing's fantastic, as usual. The direction, as usual. The editing everything top to bottom amazing. There were multiple episodes where I had to remind myself when they were done, you have to breathe or you will pass out (laughs) because the things that happened were just jaw-droppingly amazing. Do I think the finale itself was, the the actual finale, Felina, was perfect? No, but I think it was the finale the show needed. Like, it didn't, it wasn't like the best finale I could ever make, but it was really good and it didn't drop the ball anywhere. And, It was a little bit predictable in a way Breaking Bad isn't usually, but just because it had to be, because you couldn't twist and then the next thing. And I'm excited for Better Call Saul now as the spinoff. So for me, absolutely, 100%. I loved Game of Thrones this most recent season. Um, I loved Sherlock two years ago. Uh, Did you give your best, Kevin? No, yeah. Okay, well, I I might agree with you. I don't know as well. But even though there was a lot of good TV this year that I could point to, Breaking Bad is the one that every season, or now half season, from since season three, season three I was like, this is the best season television I've ever seen, they can never top this. Season four did, then season five A did, and then season five B did, just kept getting better and better and better and better and
0: better, and I will miss it, but I'm glad I got to see all of it. So I have an interesting sort of counterpoint in my worst of 2013. Was it Breaking Bad? No. <laughs> okay. No, 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 <laughs> well, by I mean... Which you haven't seen, we've <laughs> already made this clear. <laughs> No, I'm going to tell you about how another fantastic television show ended. Was it Dexter? In the worst possible way. Now, I've only um, seen the first one. race, I'm okay. In the most rage-inducing, fist-punching moment of my life, I will name Dexter. I, I as someone who loved Dexter, I consider Dexter Pie before this season, one of the best shows I've ever watched. And I know there's people who drift off after the Trinity... Uh, season. That was pretty much me. Um, well, I've only seen the first four seasons because they're the ones that are on Netflix. Exactly. I do know that, that people say it got progressively worse and then the finale was just... Bleh. See, see, after Trinity, I would agree that it's not. it doesn't top Trinity. Although it does get close at moments. And Trinity, just for anyone who like only kind of remembers, that was the John Lithgow season. Exactly. exactly. I still enjoy Dexter. I, I always looked forward to September because that was always Dexter season. I would sit down and watch Showtime. And then this season came along, and it just got so bad that I, as someone who was stood by Dexter steadfastly, while others were like, this is getting really, really bad, you should stop watching it, had to stop watching it before I saw the final episodes of Dexter. Just because... Well, if you haven't actually seen it. I haven't seen the... But you know what happens. Vaguely, I, I started watching, the. I'm like halfway through the final season, probably like episode six or seven... I just couldn't watch it anymore. Like I just had to turn it off. I could not bring myself to suffer. The imaginary ending that I have in my brain is being so bad is probably better than the filth they put on the TV.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he was a lumberjack. He didn't care. So that's your worst. I think we've gotten all three from you, right? Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, Kevin, Memories. what is left for you?
2: The best. I hope you don't steal mine. For a lot, my last one, Jordan already stole mine. I would have had to say you can agree. We Breaking can have the Bad. same one. That's yeah. totally fine. I mean, I'll talk about another one just because, for the, the sake of it. I think besides Breaking Bad, which is fantastic, the show that continues to blow me out of the water is the Cleveland show. Just, just kidding. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> what? I feel like I canceled like a year ago. <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, does Ruby count as a show? I know you did a podcast on it.
3: Web show, in, you know, in this day and age, if we can count House of Cards, why can't you count
2: Ruby? Mm, there you go. All right, so I'm going to have to go with Ruby. I'm um, happy you liked it so much. I thought it was fantastic, because... Have you watched all 16 episodes? You're me about Wait, it, like, have it. Yeah. Have they come up with more since Thanksgiving?
3: I don't think so. I don't know if there are 16 episodes. Volume 1 is 16 it. episodes. It's, it's Episode 8 is a big fight, and episode 16 is a big fight. Then I, admit, I might not be catched up. Did you Call see I any of stuff with Penny?
2: Penny, the Pinocchio? Girl. <laughs> yeah. That's
3: 16. Oh. I get she's in 15 and 16. But the fight is 16. Nunchucks? That The Nunchuck Bo Staff Dragoons. Yeah, we do watch it. Yeah, it's that's all 16? 16. Okay, yeah. then I
2: have seen it. Okay.
3: okay. Dang, I was excited there were more episodes to watch. So, Ruby, yeah. at roosterteeth.com, yeah. if anybody wants to watch it for free.
2: And then, uh, what you guys hadn't mentioned in the podcast, which is one of my favorite parts about the show, is the soundtrack. Oh, it's oh great. Oh, Jeff Fantastic. Williams,
3: and there's another guy who does as well. But, yeah, it's really good
2: studying for finals. I listened to all that was available for I free I listened on Spotify, to it all the time. It yeah. uh, was just jamming out, like, studying stuff. It's got a lot of good right. power metal
3: and mm-hmm. instrumental stuff. But not... I mean, I'm... Even, like,
2: the... I'm kind of picky when it comes to power metal,
3: but this is really fun stuff. It's, yeah, not, it's not just not super cheesy.
2: it's good. But it's... And, like, even just the scores for the episode, which are also available oh, yeah. to listen to, were just good and, like, different for all of, But still have, like, the same time theme together. Uh, so the music was fantastic. Uh, I'm not usually into... I know it's not technically anime, but that style. Same here. Um, uh, I've never watched shows like that, more or less, or even cartoons. Um, but this was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. And, like, the the story and the world that they created, which may be a little cookie-cutter, uh, so maybe I just haven't seen enough. But we're also early, so... Yeah. Um, so, fantastic on all accounts.
1: Cool. My underdog, I guess it is. It's not It's not really even an underdog, but... Wait, so what was your best and worst? Just best from our, was Doctor Who. Doctor Who? who? Worst was the rest of the element. Okay. Underdog. And I say Underdog because the circles that like it really like it, but it's not something people would really give much of a chance. Adventure Time. Yes! Hmm. Uh, I forgot that show existed. It is just fun. It is phenomenal. I've pretty much gone back and watched all of it. I'm, I'm on the current season now. It's not just a children's cartoon. Like, there's... I'll Nor really, should
2: it be. It really shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't watch that show.
1: <laughs> it, it, honestly, you're right. It, it's, it's got a lot of childishness to it, but it's a fantasy show. It's a kid, 13-year-old kid, only human in the world, doesn't know where it came from, raised by a family of dogs, but, like, you know, they're talking dogs, and the dad wore, wore a top hat and stuff. You know, so, like... You know, his best friend is his his brother, a magical dog, like, and they just go on adventures together, and he's in love with this Princess Bubblegum, who's literally made of bubblegum, and rules the Candy Kingdom, and the, you know, the villain is the Ice King, who isn't really evil, he's just obsessed with kidnapping princesses because he wants to find love. And he lives in a kingdom where he rules only penguins who are evil.
2: Find love in an icy plane.
1: (laughs) You know, and like but and see so like that's the comedic surface level stuff, but when you dive into it you find out like there's this evil called the Lich who basically destroyed the world and now the world kinda recuperated. But like there's this character named Marceline the vampire queen who is just this angsty teenage vampire who's been around for hundreds of years, and she just lives by herself and plays her axe, that's also a guitar. Um, it's base. also an axe. Yes, yeah. it's a bass, sorry. And you come to find out that the uh, the Ice King, before he went insane, uh, used the last of his sanity to help raise Marceline when she was still just a, a small child. And like there's all this deep, below-the-surface stuff that you... Pick up on as you go through; it's really good, and I know Kevin loves it as well. So I do.
2: it does have a really good undertone story to it.
1: Uh, and if you already like Adventure Time, uh, if we're counting web series, I'll also throw in uh, Bravest, Warriors. Bravest Warriors, which is uh,
2: adult Adventure Time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and they have you know there's a character called an emotion lord, uh, you know, sort of a time lord, and the one character that a lot of people are really familiar with is Catbug. Um, who's Put a blanket on it. <laughs> Put a blanket on it. <laughs> We're friends now. We're
0: going to get soft Tacos later.
1: Like, uh, I feel like you would love Catbug.
0: i never watched anything involving this show. We are
3: watching Bravest Warriors because you would Bravest know. Warriors. I don't like the other, the other shows, but I do like Bravest Warriors. I'm just I've just never watched
0: Adventure Time or any of shows.
3: You, you of all people
1: would cry laughing. Like, there's one time a character finds the gas-powered stick. It's just a stick, but he goes around yelling, a gas-powered stick, and whacks people
2: <laughs> he hasn't even seen it.
3: Gas-powered <laughs> stick. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh.
1: So, Bravest Warriors is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I think Watts are going
3: to make him watch it tonight. Yeah.
1: All of it. So, yeah, that's my underdog.
3: So, I think I'm the last one with a choice, and mine is for the worst TV show I've seen in 2013. And, and to caveat this: something looks bad to me, or I watch an episode and it's just bad, I don't continue watching it. And that's not to make myself sound like I only watch good things, but if I don't like it, I don't watch it. So, short of just saying the Big Bang Theory as a perennial, the show on television, <laughs> um, just racist essentially nerd caricatures, a show I'll, I'll say, and it wasn't bad, I'd like to stress that, this is not a bad show, it was very well acted, it was nicely moody, um, very gorgeously shot, but I've seen it done before many times and done better, was a, I believe it's I, I forget who produced it. I want to say it was a British-Irish co-production set in New Zealand with Elizabeth Moss, who's American, as a Australian cop going to New Zealand, but it it's called Top of the Lake. And it's kind of that same Twin Peaks, the killing, young girl is murdered, or in this case, um, she's pregnant and they're trying to find out what happened. I've seen it all and I've seen it done better. I watched the whole first season. There were a few things that made me go, oh, wow, that was really cool. And the rest of the time I was pretty much bored. Because I've seen it before and seen it done better. And oh, this, I, I said on, on a previous episode recorded, it might not be out yet, but um, I'm probably one of the most feminist members of this particular mm-hmm. group of people. Mm-hmm. That said, I've seen the female cop in the male-dominated precinct trying to prove that she's just as good as everybody else so many times now. And look... You don't need to prove it because it's 2013, and except for a few old guys who are this close to retirement, I'm pretty sure everyone's pretty okay with a female cop now, or female doctor, or female uh, postal worker, or whatever. seems like
0: an odd call.
3: It's just, at, at a certain point, I've seen this same story of just trying to prove herself and stand up to the sexism of the workplace. I get it, sexism in the workplace is terrible. At the same time, if you don't have anything new to say about the subject, you're just going to fade into nothing. So it wasn't a bad show. It was just probably the most disappointing thing I watched this year.
2: Okay.
3: Top of the Lake. Gorgeous. And if you've never seen a show that deals with those themes, you might really well enjoy it. Elizabeth the Moss is very good, and she gets naked at one point, which was nice. Hey. um... Yes, I just talked about feminism and all this stuff, but hey, <laughs> can't help it. Um, as did... Guys. Orange is a the new there, there was guys who were... Oh, that was a really good show, too.
0: That was a very good show, as so someone who... A
3: show that took, like, half the season to, kind of like a Whedon show, to, mm-hmm. like, find its footing. And then when it did, it every great. moment that preceded it, like, just fell into lockstep with, oh, wow, we were leading to this? We were leading to this really dark and interesting, yet still really funny character piece that... Looked into all aspects of society, and yeah, there, there's a great one, Kevin. Um, I think you were the one who said it first, right? Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, was your, Mike? Yeah. But More there's a show that that deals with um, <laughs> women in the workplace. Well, but, <laughs> but, but but it deals with um, feminism and misogyny and misandry and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it does it in a way I haven't seen before. That's true. And not just tons of nudity, but I mean, it really did. It delved into various women of all different walks of life, mm-hmm. including a uh, a post op transsexual and, and all these different things that I had not seen done on television before and done super, super well. So well. And made you care Incredible. about all these characters, even the ones who were terrible people. Yeah. You they made cared like about them. People I hated. Pencil Tucky is a horrible human being ah. and I felt so bad for her in that show. Yeah. So
0: that was that was a show where By the end, because the yeah. first couple episodes, it's like it kind okay. of rough, and I was just sort of drifting through them. And then Like middle of a Saturday, I just hit that mark. It's like episode six, seven, or eight, or somewhere in there. It hit me a little bit earlier. Oh, good! good. Once we got rid of the family, but then it just was like, what happened to the past like day? 'Cause I just sat there watching it and by the end I was curled up on my bed holding a pillow. And I think like, I
3: watched straight oh, no. through over the course of twenty four hours, like the day it came out. Oh no. And so I was like doing some other stuff and I was just like all of a sudden it got to the point where I was like I had to stop doing other stuff while yeah, I was watching it. It was like what? What happened now? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And Water prepon. and
0: all these <laughs> other things and okay. So I'm excited for season two. Big mm-hmm. props to Netflix throwing it out there. Just yeah, such a good yeah. job. It does not get enough mention. I mean, so.
3: there, there's been a couple of duds like the werewolf thing, which was supposedly terrible. Yeah. And they're doing some kids' programs, so I haven't obviously watched that. But um, in general, most of the stuff they've done is really good. In, in particular, and like I like the House of, of, of Cards. Oh
0: yeah. Just like Kevin Spacey. Please keep talking. And please
3: Derek do <laughs> anything. Um, Derek, which was a co-production where BBC aired it first over in England. I think it was BBC, maybe maybe Sky, but I'm pretty sure it was Channel 4. And then Netflix got it as a Netflix original for the U.S. Um, the Ricky Gervais Show, which I was expecting to be super offensive and just because he plays a man who may or may not be mentally retarded working in a nursing home. And I was just waiting for this to be just offensive on so many levels. And it wasn't. It was... I thought it was gonna be everything about the trailers everything said it was but I was like I'll give it a chance and it was it made me come really close to crying several times it was excellent I didn't know Ricky Gervais had it in him to not be a jerk (laughs) when he could have been so easily and instead he won me over Wow. Great. So, I'll have to watch right. that. Like, I yeah, want Vince it. Vaughn to do something like that. <laughs> Somebody who I normally hate in just about everything except Lost World Jurassic Park, where he's my favorite character. I was character. about
1: to say, there's one movie I do not hate him in. And it's I want Park. him to
3: do that thing where he... Yes, he plays in a-hole yeah. really well, and I get it. I don't find that funny. But I want to see him stretch and do something like... Ricky Gervais, you know, I like Ricky Gervais and other things, but I'm not he, putting him in the but same he, category.
1: Ricky Gervais, and this is getting really off topic, he stretches too much, where he tries to be too artistic, and he tries to be too provocative, and sometimes it works, sometimes it comes across as creative, sometimes it just comes across as artsy and kind of douchey, like... Conventional <laughs> I See, that's where, for me, it worked. Really? Yeah, for me, that's where it worked, honestly. I really liked it. I... But I also like those kind of offbeat films, Stranger in Fiction, The Mention of Lying. I don't know what genre you would call them, but I like those movies.
3: Um, another secondary dark horse that I just thought of, because we're talking about comedy stuff, um, Zack Stone is going to be famous. It, again, another show that takes several episodes to find its legs, and then when it does, I'm almost happy it got cancelled after the first season, because the ending is so perfect to make it one complete story that it's a shame it got cancelled, but at the same time, it's kind of perfect as it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, those first couple episodes, there are some funny things in them, but they're rough, but then it becomes so much more in that second half of the season uh, for an MTV show, of all things, starring Bo Burnham, who's awesome. He, he has a, a new special, but I he it. does. It's called... Um, What's it called? I don't know. It's one word. What or something like that? I don't know. I mean, it's like, what? Like, what with a question mark? Not as good as the first one. Not bad, but the first one's definitely better.
2: There's more than two. What? Bo Burnham?
3: Oh, he has a couple specials.
1: Yeah. Three
2: of the few.
3: On Netflix? I don't know, no. He had words, know, words, Words, sure. Words, and they had this one. I mean, he's had other clips on YouTube and stuff, but I don't know if he has like a full-length special other than those two.
0: No.
3: But anyway, um, so books, should we get books out of the way? Sure. Yeah, let's do books quick. I don't have any books, so...
0: All right, then I'll start it off with... I'm going to start off with... Don't take mine! I, I'm going to assure you that you're not going to take mine, because...
3: Okay. The DSM-5. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to start off with The Worst book. Okay. Um, and that... That'll give Pierce a chance to start with his best yes. and not yeah. excellent. So... Is it, I thought you were going to
3: pull it out in your no. pocket. I was going to be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I carry it with me. Exactly. For, for listeners at home, uh,
0: Ke- uh, Mike just pulled, pulled his up, phone out uh, of his pocket. I, I was going to look up the name of the book, but I actually remembered it. It is Stormfront, book one of the Dresden Files. Now oh, I, we're going down this route. Th- this This rabbit hole, and I feel like I should explain this a little bit, but... So Stormfront is the first book of The Dresden Files, and it came out a long time ago, probably in the early 2000s. And The Dresden Files was a TV show, right? Uh, books came first, then they made it. TV okay, show. Okay, because I was going to
3: say, I know the name. Mm-hmm.
0: So actually, I, I played a uh, Dresden Files RPG game over the summer, and I got really interested into the universe. And I figured, hadn't read the books, let's get into it. And now, in the past, I've read... Uh, Furies of Illyria, which is another Jim Butcher book, and I adored it. It's a fantastic book. I recommend book series, and I'd recommend it to anyone. It's basically ancient Rome means Pokemon. Oh, right. What exactly? <laughs> I was but it's fantastic. Um, so I pick up the Dresden Files book one, and to say it was a hard read is putting it lightly. Dresden is a bad character. He's despicable, he's slimy, he wears a duster. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, It's just a whole bunch of really, like, he's introduced to vampires and all they're doing is having sex, and we haven't even gotten to the sex vampires yet. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even making this up, it's the worst part of the whole thing. It it gets so worse, I mean... There's just so much crazy stuff, and it's like, every time I feel like Dresden opens his mouth to a woman, I feel like, so dirty inside. I feel like you need to apologize. <laughs> yes, I just need to find the nearest woman and say, I'm sorry. Um, and not just, it's not always just Dresden, sometimes it's just, I feel like the woman, the women in this story, and this sort of broadly goes against the Dresden Files as a whole, gets put into these situations that feel supernatural and... Put Dresden in this weird superhero. Like, it makes Dresden out, like, sort of a, as a white knight. That's, like, the perfect situation for it. It just feels dirty. So, what I'm gathering is that I've been incorrect all this time, assuming
3: that the Dresden files was a police procedural, <laughs> and I'm not
0: joking. Uh, it sort of is. It's a private investigator, he's a wizard. Yeah, but see, that was a big chunk I was missing. (laughs) okay. (laughs) The supernatural part? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking it was like, I don't know. uh... No, it is all the way supernatural. He's a wizard. He actually puts himself under the Yellow Pages as wizard for hire in Chicago, in like a normal setting. Um, And people routinely laugh at him for doing so. Now, I will preface or end this all by saying that around book seven, which is deadbeat, um, the Dresden Files changes pretty dramatically and, and by that I mean to say All that weird slimy stuff is still there But the storytelling as a whole But now per- there's pictures <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's become the world's most successful porno <laughs> I, I, I just feel
0: like the rest of the story Makes up for it And I've been loving So you really disliked like, the first four books But continued reading them So I hated the first book the second book But was, you went to the second book. Yes. was surprising. Which is surprising, but this is with my friend, who absolutely loves The Dresden Files, and went through the exact same phase I'm about to describe. First book, awful. Second book, bad, but I was able to drag myself through it. By the third book, I it started picking up. Then the seventh book, it, like, all turned. And all of a sudden, it's this incredible story, mostly because it doesn't really focus on Dresden. It just... Sunk its teeth into me and got me. I think I've read seven, eight, and nine in the past week. Um, I mean, they're short books, but only about 450 pages a piece. Um, and they're quick reads in general, but. But man, still. I can't,
1: f- I'm sorry, I still can't get past the duster and the, and the yeah. sex vampires.
3: And uh, Oh, okay. it is hard to get past sex vampires. They in are the- liary. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> no, if, if you think they're bad, just. There's Man, worse
2: than sex vampires? Man. Oh, it gets worse. It gets never really Necrophilia so werewolves.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's not saying no. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I was guessing. Again, I thought this was a police
0: procedural. You know, I probably should say no. But. It's close enough. Why not? Okay. No, it's just, like, there are just so many scenes where I just shake my head and, like pages being described in the descriptions of women. And it's kind of that, but at the same time he's talking about this incredibly intricate wizard council system and how all these peoples and the Merlin and the Gatekeeper and... So Merlin is a title? Yeah, okay. he's the leader of the White Council, which is the secret organization of wizards that governs people, and there's seven laws of magic, and if you break one of the laws of magic, the wardens, which is the secret police of the wizards, track you down and kill you for being a warlock. doesn't matter if you don't know about this, the seven rules of magic. If you break it, they will kill you. Seems like See, a
3: broken system.
1: Yeah,
0: See, whatever. that
1: seems cool, but sex vampires... And-
2: yeah, I feel like exactly. after reading this and Catwoman in the same year, you've had a. Well, I've had to... time with women. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you should apologize in public right you're now. You're going to try. You
1: go to a bar to try to meet a girl and be like, I, I don't understand. Are you, you're not a sex vampire. <laughs> you're like, oh wait, wait, oh you must be a theft that wears
0: boob tight outfits. Tight outfits.
2: <laughs> Can that be the thing in this one? <laughs> so boob-tight you
0: outfits. don't fall into my arms and I save you from the villain. No, that oh, but I brought the duster. So I'm gonna redo myself with the, the, the best up, but I'll let other people talk now. Okay. Alright,
1: so we'll go with my favorite books. I haven't gotten to read much this year. I'm going to have to go with what you recommended. It's you not, being Mike. You yes. Know. Not the best thing I've ever read, but it's called Mistborn. Think of a little bit like Ocean's Eleven, if it was fantasy.
3: And Booz It Black? Um, Brandon Sanderson. Oh, the guy who writes the Infinity Blade books. He does. Or he co-writes them.
0: The Infinity Blade? hmm I'm not familiar with it's, this. It's
3: an iOS game oh. series, but he writes the novellas, I guess, that connect each game. Okay. All right. Didn't I'll know I, that. It's the only reason I know the name.
1: Okay. Uh, well, also,
3: he's the guy that took over for Wheel of Time. And I hear he's really good with magic systems, right? I mean, yes. We'll be
0: talking about him.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: um, all right. Yeah. Um, I,
3: yes. This is, this is really Mike's time. Oh, to this parents, was the so. metal thing you were talking about? How you, you eat metal and you can be magic?
1: Yes, basically. you They're called Allomancers, and you different types ah. of
3: metal let you do different types of, types of things. Like and, Cure Burns?
2: <laughs>
3: like what? L- like Mend Burns? <laughs> Allomancer? Uh,
1: ah. It's just kind of fun in light of itself. It's not a grand masterpiece. It's not anything that you're like, oh, this should win an award.
3: Like... Yeah, like all right, this is kind of fun. I would recommend it. I think what was the podcast before that uh, we were talking about it? Might have been a hodgepodge type episode. What have you been reading, watching, listening yeah. to lately, or something? So that I would say that would be the best. And so. what book are you up to? Oh, I'm still
0: in the first. Oh, okay.
3: So this is the Mistborn series, or the first book is called Mistborn. The first book's called Mistborn, but I
1: think it's also called the Mistborn trilogy because I have it on.
0: Mm. Here. It's actually a trilogy of trilogies. He's in the middle of writing the second one. The first one is the one Pierce is on. Yeah, he's
2: slightly long winded.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Kevin?
2: Yeah, so um, I have very little time for reading. Um, Being a quarter of a doctor. Right. But I really like the (laughs) (laughs) DSM-5. Most of the books I read are about anatomy. Um, But for a class I had to take... world (laughs) myth. Oof! World (laughs) mythology... Not that kind of anatomy. Uh, For world mythology, I had to find a book about a... It had to be a fiction book based on a uh, real mythology... Um, and the book I picked actually did not really... Uh, Please tell me it's
3: The 13th Warrior by Michael Crichton. No, oh, sorry. That
2: me. <laughs> it did not really fit um, the profile of the book we needed to get, but I lied and made so it did. Uh, but it was called Moribito, Guardian of the Spirit, and it might have been the only book that I've read Can you either pronounce year. that
3: more clearly or spell it?
2: M-O-R-I-B-I-T-O. Moribito? Oh, one word. I'm going to assume... Moribito, the yes, spirit. Yes, it is one word. Uh, by Nahoko Uihashi. Uh, and I'm finding out it's the first of 12 books. So, wow. That's cool. I'm going to read those. Um, but it was an interesting book. It was about like um, uh, like a mythological world, and they had to uh, rescue a child uh, from a spirit that had overtaken him. Um, and it was just a really interesting read. And something that, yes, I had to read it, um, but I was fortunate enough to and would recommend it. And that's l- the only book that I've read. So it's my dark horse. It's my best and my worst. Okay. <laughs> Mike? So, I want to talk
0: about my dark horse. And Dresden Dallas was the worst? The worst. Okay. And in particular, the first book. Okay. Later books get much better. To, and continuing with the fantasy theme, my dark horse is The Broken Empire by Mark Lawrence. Now, I haven't read the third book, and people have told me time and time again that that's actually the best. Okay. So, this might actually change as I read the final book, but... It's an interesting fantasy story in that it plays up the anti-hero in a very interesting way. Or it felt very interesting. It feels like a lot of anti-heroes are sort of like... You sort of get that like Han Solo vibe or something like that. Where this character is actually just bad. He is evil. He is a bad person. But he's doing sort of the good thing. Like, he's doing good things just... He's, like, malicious, he's evil, he beats people up. I think, like, one of the first scenes is he's doing, like... He's conducting this robbery, and he's, like, killing people and stealing them. He's stealing people? He's, like, stealing from them and doing all this stuff. And then he's like, just, But he's sort of doing it all for, like, survival. So um, not quite a
3: Robin Hood.
0: No, no. And that was sort of the first book, which is sort of his... He was just sort of wandering around and doing stuff. But it was really the second book that it got real interesting, where he got really schemy, and there was this sort of like mastermind scheme of n- him not not even knowing what's going on, planning out this elaborate defense of his kingdom. And there's story reasons for all this, and like he was just blindly doing it, and there's all this like intricate things happening. And it was really good. But they were pretty quick reads, interesting. I'd recommend it to, to anyone who likes fantasy. But yeah, the Broken Empire, uh, it starts with the Prince of Thorns, goes to the King of Thorns, and then ends with the Emperor of Thorns. Cool.
1: Worst. Uh, I've read so many non-fictiony, church-related things. Um, (laughs) So all of them. uh, Some of them are a little rough. Uh, So I I know we don't talk about church-related things. I won't. I will just talk about this guy's style of writing. So... He just—it was nonfiction. It was about you know the culture, blah 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 blah. He had to work in a cultural reference like every three sentences. So it was all like we're like superheroes. We're like this TV show. It so was stereotypical.
3: Youth pastor.
1: It was it was so frustrating. I'm like, yes, I get it. You're using you him tell analogies? from the way he was writing that he was wearing a v-neck, uh, <laughs> a really n- deep v-neck. Yeah, uh, no, but my mentor met him, and he's shaved head with the goatee and all that jazz. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, perfect. Yeah, exactly. That whole persona. It just it was so blatantly obvious he was trying to be hip. I couldn't continue reading. I just quit. I'm like, I'm done with this. I get what you were trying to say anyway, so I quit. So that would be. By far my worst. An unnamed book is your... uh, Church Zero. Okay. All right. By... I don't remember. Okay. Some
2: bad person.
1: Yes.
0: So I'll wrap it up with my best of 2013. And this is book one of the Stormlight Archive or The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. Um, Now, Pierce touched on this briefly with Mistborn, but... You go to a Brandon Sanderson book for its magic systems. It's They tend to be very intricate. There's um, a lot going on, but they're incredibly well-defined. To the point where in the instance of Mistborn, he has an appendix at the end of the book where it's like, this is what this metal does, this is, this, this is its properties. this is how long it lasts, this kind of stuff. It's, which is apparently why the um, Infinity Blade guys went to him when they yeah. wanted to write the novellas.
3: It's like, we need to make sure our magic system story makes as much sense as our through-line plot narrative that it all works and the rules are consistent.
0: Exactly. He does that incredibly well. In fact, he actually has his own three, ro- three rules of magic in the same way that uh, Asimov's three rules of robotics. There, there's, it's Sanderson's three rules. There, it's As a writer, I would highly recommend you go look at his writing class, which you can get free online. But So the Way of Kings takes this intricate approach to magic system and applies it to almost every facet of society. He builds this incredibly complicated social structure where women, for instance, are the only people who can read. Men only do, they do the fighting, they do the farming. Women do some of the more academic professions, whether it's bookkeeping, scholarly stuff, history, poetry, art. But they also have this whole concept of a safe hand. So, I, I guess sort of in the imagery of like, uh, is chastity the word I'm looking for, or what, what, purity? Uh, okay, chastity. Yeah, all women keep their. I think it's their left hand covered. And see this, but see all this kind of seems a little too ornate. Like that. Well, there's a reason why it's ten, one thousand page books. <laughs> wow, um, and he's yep. just about to release the second one, um, and I think he comes out at like and eleven. He'll
1: probably died before.
0: Exactly, but, al- although he's a very quick writer, so I'm, here's hoping. So it's just incredibly. I would just say it will still be finished before the King Killer or King's. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, um, but it's this incredibly intricate system. But he takes some of these, like what happens to a society where men don't read. I think we're living it. Yeah, now. I was just going to well,
2: say. <laughs> I, I but
0: it's, it's not that men don't read, it's men are almost forbidden to read. That adds some pretty interesting social structures where when people or nations go out to war, they sort of have to bring the women along just because how are they going to keep track of all of this? <laughs> um, but then there's like some really interesting magic systems that are briefly touched upon in the book, but. There's a lot of depth there, and there's these intricate ma- uh, magical items called the shard Place and shard blades. There are these, the void bringers, and these religious systems. But not only does it have all this incredible, well thought out, well reasoned, well put together universe, it's put on top of a really interesting story. That's helpful.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not just supereroglian, but it's... yeah,
0: <laughs> I, it's kind of. Sad that it took so long to bring it up, but I mean, you sort of go to a fantasy for like its intricate, crazy, mystical worlds. But the story of some of the main characters in the Stormlight Archive or the the Way of Kings are just heart wrenching and interesting, and I need to read on. And like I'm, it's just an incredible book. It at times it got really close to the name of the wind, which is probably one of my favorite books of all time. I, I second that. It's it's up there for me really high. It's Easily, if you like fantasy, I would recommend it. If you want something just out there, I would recommend it. Just wait. To... wait which one are you recommending? Uh, well, both. Yeah. But in particular, right now, The Way of Kings, and uh, the second book, The Words of Radiance, come out in comes out in March, I believe. And I'm.
1: Let me say, if you if you're not really nerdy and you're just looking for something that could be slightly nerdy but not really, check Name of the Wind. Yes. I, I would say it's not very nerdy.
0: I, I would agree with that. It's, by many cases, it is not very deep in fantasy.
1: Yeah, I would say it's Harry Potter level. So, you know, Harry Potter really reaches out to anyone, and I think it's the same with Name of the Wind.
0: It has a little bit more adult themes, but as far as fantasy, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is at the Harry Potter level. So,
3: And Pierce, I think you have one more. Underdog.
1: Do I have one? If you don't have one, that's fine. I'm just trying to think through here, like... Have I really read anything? Yeah, and I do have one. Um, it's not really one as much as collection here. So uh, a couple of us and our friends play this game called War Machine. And there's what's called fluff around it. It's the story behind the game. So, you know, there are different armies, and it's why are the armies doing different things and whatnot. And they write a lot of novellas, right? That's their word? Novellas. Novellas. So short... Longer than short stories, but shorter than books. And there's a whole website called Skull Island Expeditions that uh, publishes these short stories. A- and some of them have been surprisingly good. Some of them have been short stories published on the internet, but uh, they're, they're authorized fan fiction, which in my mind makes them a lot better than you know actual fan fiction, which I hate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So that would be my underdog, because they haven't been that bad.
3: Sorry to cut off so abruptly there, folks, but part two ended up being way, way longer than we expected. Um, in fact, it's long enough for two entire episodes, so our two-part 2013 year in review becomes a three-part 2013 review. Part 3 will be out next week, in which we talk mostly about video games. There's actually a lot of really good discussion there, and we talk about a few other things thrown in as well. Anyway, thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. This has been Jordan from Jersey, along with Pierce from Jersey, and Kevin and Mike and uh, Cheney, who was there in spirit, if not actually in the room. And uh, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at legionofdudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at jordan, F-R-M-Jersey.